The Athletic. Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Transfer Briefing from The Athletic. It's Thursday the 11th of January. I'm Michael Bailey and on today's show... Liverpool leave it late in the Carabao Cup. It looked like it was going to be a frustrating night. Nunez to put it back for Cody Gakpo. Who is Spurs' latest signing? He's got all the raw materials to be a very good defender for years to come. And with Real through to the Supercopper final. Can Barca follow? And could one of their top talents leave this month? His long-term future is looking less secure after those comments. You're listening to the Daily Transfer Briefing with Michael Bailey. We've got plenty for you over the coming 10 minutes or so, but let's start by bringing you up to speed with last night's action. It was Chelsea shocked at Middlesbrough in the opening Carabao Cup semi-final first leg on Tuesday, and last night it looked like Fulham might do likewise at Anfield. Willian still scores at the cop end for Fulham. However, two goals in three second-half minutes from Curtis Jones and Cody Gakpo handed Liverpool a 2-1 lead ahead of the second leg at Craven Cottage in a fortnight. We'll head to Anfield in a moment, but first, let's get over to Spain, or rather Saudi Arabia, who are once again hosting the Supercopa de España. Real Madrid took on Atletico Madrid in the opening semi-final last night, and it was a cracker. Raheem Diaz, is he going to put this in? Well, what a weird goal that is! (laughs) That's incredible, isn't it? Real Madrid have won it now, and I think I've seen just about everything (laughs) in this game now. Yes, 3-3 after the 90 minutes. Real got the job done thanks to an own goal from Stefan Savic before Brahim Diaz sealed the win in added time of extra time. Now, Real's win took some of the glean off Antoine Griezmann's historic night. Griezmann, Griezmann recibe de Rodrigo de Paul. Va a recortar, perfecto, zona de remate. He scored Atleti's second goal and in doing so became the club's all-time record goal scorer, overtaking legend Luis Aragonés. It's now 174 goals and counting for the Frenchman. Barcelona play Osasuna tonight and we'll have more on all the action in Riyadh in a bit. As for last night's Coppa Italia quarterfinals, Jose Mourinho's Roma were knocked out after a 1-0 derby defeat at Rome rivals Lazio. There were three red cards, a beer bottle was thrown at one of Roma's players and the defeat means Mourinho has now lost four of his six derbies since taking charge in 2021. Atalanta have also reached the last four. They won 2-1 at AC Milan. Let's check in at Anfield then, where Liverpool took a small step towards reaching England's first major domestic cup final this season. Our correspondent, James Pearce, took in the game. At James, Liverpool were making pretty heavy work of it. Then two changes from Jurgen Klopp did the business. Yes, Jurgen Klopp's substitutions had a massive impact on the outcome of the first leg of this semi-final. It's happened numerous times this season. I think that's now 30 goal involvements from substitutes. You know, that's 12 more than, than any other Premier League club. And it was Darwin Nunes and, and Cody Gagpo who really provided the, the attacking thrust and inspiration that Liverpool have been sadly lacking up to that point. They suddenly looked like a different team with those two leading the charge in, in that last half hour. And they got their reward, having you know really struggled to bait, break Fulham down prior to that. Jurgen Klopp afterwards, adamant this tie is still very much still alive 
Fulham, you know, command respect. They did very well for large parts of this game. But big relief for Liverpool because um, it looked like it was going to be a frustrating night, but those substitutes helped transform the mood around the place. So Liverpool have their winter break now, which for Premier League clubs is basically just a weekend off. What are they up to? Now an 11-day gap before Liverpool go to Bournemouth in the Premier League on January the 21st. And Jurgen Klopp said his grasp of English isn't good enough, he said, to put properly into words just how much he's looking forward to having a breather. It's been an absolutely draining period for players and staff alike with Liverpool maintaining this remarkable challenge for glory on on four fronts and now the players will get some much needed time off before they uh, they regroup next week to prepare for that trip to Bournemouth. Thanks James and you can go deeper on recent events at Anfield like losing Mo Salah and Trent Alexander-Arnold by checking in on our dedicated Liverpool podcast Walk On wherever you're listening to us now. The Saudi-hosted Supercopa de España is up and running with that Real Madrid victory over Atleti last night and Barcelona bidding to meet them in the final if they can beat Osasuna this evening. Our La Liga writer Dermot Corrigan has been following proceedings. Dermot, the Supercopa may not be on many people's radar, but eight goals makes for a pretty fun first game in the desert night, right? Ended up being a lot more exciting maybe than we expect. It was heartbreak for Atletico Madrid, really. They've had a lot of tough evenings against Real Madrid in, in more high-profile cup competitions over the years. But this one, they were 3-2 up, Kepa with an awful mistake for, for an own goal. But Madrid, you know, as they tend to do against Atletico, find a way to get back into it. And then we're the better team and deserve to go through in a, you know, 5-3 is, is a good scoreline for, for a cup semi-final. So they were happy enough with it anyway. It's Barca tonight. Have they recovered from that rather odd Copa del Rey experience at the weekend? Yeah, Barca just go from odd experience to odd experience for the last couple of years. It's been a difficult one for, for them. There's a lot of players who, who are out of form. You know, the players who are coming back from injuries, Pedri maybe coming back, maybe it's a bit of a risk. They've got Osasuna, who they would expect to win, but Osasuna are, you know, difficult team and have been able to raise their game in cup competitions also. So it's going to be a tricky one for Barca. And everybody, including, I think, the hosts in Saudi Arabia and the Spanish Federation are looking forward to having a Clasico in the final to it being Barca Madrid. But I wouldn't rule out something dramatic, just as happened in the, the first semi-final, more drama in, in the second game. We should finish on some transfer news because in the lead up to tonight's game, Barca defender Ronald Araujo actually spoke about some of the speculation surrounding his future. He could be one that moves this month. What have you heard, Dermot? Araujo did one of those, I'm really happy where I am at the moment type, type answers and then threw in that he had been linked to Manchester United just around the time that he signed his last Barcelona contract, which you know sometimes you don't do if you're trying to make the speculation go away. He has had issues with Barca before because of their financial problems they weren't able to offer him as much money as he wanted to give him a senior contract make him one of the best paid players at the club he's super important to the team he has had some issues with Xavi about being played out of position Xavi's under pressure as well at the minute and everybody at Barca is is just very antsy at the moment so I think it would still be a big shock worry to leave Barca this January but I wouldn't rule it out 100% and you know his long-term future is looking less secure after those comments at, at the press conference. That was Dermot Corrigan on Ronald Araujo. But where are we at with the rest of the January transfer news? Well, 
It's looking like two out and one hanging about for Manchester United. Anthony Martial is out of contract in the summer, but has rejected approaches from Marseille, Fenerbahce and Saudi Pro League teams. Instead, Martial intends to remain at Old Trafford until his current deal expires. However, Sevilla are closing in on an agreement to sign United midfielder Hannibal Mejbri on loan for the rest of the season. Jadon Sancho's loan move to Borussia Dortmund is still yet to be confirmed, but we did at least see Sancho reopen his Instagram account with a new profile picture of just his legs in Dortmund kit. Hmm, cryptic. Another deal on the brink of crossing the line involved this month's transfer pace setters Tottenham. They've already signed striker Timo Werner. Now Spurs have reached an agreement to sign Genoa centre-back Radu Dragosin. That's centred on a fee of around £25 million, which is almost $32 million, and comes despite heavy interest from Bayern Munich. Spurs fullback Jed Spence will join Genoa on loan for the rest of the season as part of the deal. Our Italian football writer James Horncastle has all the details on Spurs' imminent signing. Dragosin comes from an illustrious Olympian family in Romania. His father represented his country at the Olympics playing volleyball. His mum did the same playing basketball. He was spotted as a teenager, very young, by Juventus's then chief football officer, Fabio Paratici. He came into the under-17 team, then the Primavera, the under-19s at Juventus. He made his debut for Juventus in the Champions League against Dynamo Kiev. Andrea Pirlo gave him his first appearance for the Bianconeri. He then played in the league uh, as well. Dragosin moved out on loan to Sampdoria Salernitana. He was then sold to Genoa for what looks like a pittance in hindsight. Juventus, I think, will be kicking themselves that he only went for five million now that he's moving to Tottenham uh, for a multiple of that. He was ever present, uh, more or less, in, in Genoa's promotion-winning campaign back to Serie A. Because of his, his height and his aerial ability, he's propped up with goals. He's been playing in a back three for, for Genoa. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he transitions into Ange Postecoglou's back four. He's been used to playing in a low block with lots of uh, teammates around him. So it'll be interesting to see how he copes with playing a high line. But he's got all the raw materials to be a very good defender for years to come. And you can check out Tuesday's Athletic Football podcast for more on Spurs, including their desire to make sure Dragashin is not their final signing of the January window. Intriguing. Saturday sees the start of the Africa Cup of Nations and two of its big stars are hoping to make the start of the tournament. Stuttgart striker Siru Jurassi limped out of Guinea's friendly win over Nigeria on Monday, but it's since been diagnosed as just a minor thigh strain. Meanwhile, West Ham forward Mohamed Kudus is aiming to recover in time for Ghana's opening group game against Cape Verde. Ghana are now managed by former Newcastle and Brighton boss Chris Hewton. Continental football continues tonight. As mentioned already, there's that Supercopa semi-final between Barca and Osasuna. You can't watch that in the UK, but you can in the US. It's on ESPN Plus from 2pm Eastern. But fear not, Brits. The Coppa Italia quarter-final between Juventus and Frosinone is on Viaplay from 8pm. That's all for today's daily transfer briefing. I've been Michael Bailey. Your producers were Abby Patterson and Mike Zimmerman with Ian McIntosh on the executive producer Tiller. It's the return of Tim Spears for you all tomorrow. Until then, have a lovely day. The Athletic.